This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Great day for talk radio. The deputy mayor has weighed in. Stephen Holiday is also the counselor for Ward 2 at Tobacco Center, and he's joined the Oakley Show. Stephen, how are you holding up? Oh, I'm doing just great, John. Always lots to do here, uh, working from home, but uh, enjoying it nonetheless. Interesting. Now, i got to ask you, because uh, my understanding, Halifax uh, and Winnipeg, they've been laying off staff, municipal, municipal staff. How's Toronto doing? So, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, of things uh, have gone on. We've obviously changed our services and what we're delivering. Uh, but in doing that, we also had to uh, reshuffle what people are working on. Uh, as you can imagine, there's a, there's a lot of people focused on managing the emergency of COVID. Um, public health definitely has a, a really big role to play, and they're, they're getting all the help they can. But just running things like an operations center or turning attention to things like uh, municipal shelters, um, and municipally run um, long-term care homes, they've had to call extra hands on deck. So um, many staff that uh, found that their, their job was different uh, and now find themselves in a position of being redeployed. Um, you know, some other workers, um, uh, I wonder what the future will hold because the city has not uh, moved forward on certain things like uh, parks and recreation programming. Um, I can't comment on the extent if anyone is is being redeployed there, but you know definitely those services have been impacted. But no layoffs per se, where they're maybe uh, taking part in these government vehicles that would pay them. So I yeah I, I couldn't I, I can't say that I have knowledge of uh, anyone uh, being laid off in that way. Um, but I'm not going to he- stand here and crystal ball what the future will be. Um, no. I think uh, we need to work our way through this uh, one step at a time. But what I do know is that there's a lot of work to be done, and there's a lot of people working on uh, important things right now. Well, you know what's interesting? Uh, we've talked about this before. I think the burn rate uh, on monies was like $65 million on a weekly basis. The city is losing in revenue. Uh the city can't run a deficit by law. So where are we going to come up with the money? Uh, province or Fed's going to bail us out? Yeah, it, it's a question that we also don't have the answer to at this juncture, but you're right, uh, a very significant amount of money. So compare that, a, a, a 1% property tax hike is about $25 million. We're talking $65 million a week. Now, I also realized that was a snapshot at one point in time. Um, and, and as time goes on, we get clearer and clearer financial pictures. Um, I imagine at one point, counselors will be updated in more detail on that. But nonetheless, a very significant amount of money. A lot of it has to do with the TTC. It's very expensive to run the TTC. And when you have very, very little ridership, you're not bringing in the revenues needed to fund it. But you can't just stop running buses. People need to get around. And you know what? You need to run more because you need to space people out on the buses. So that's a big chunk of the money that's being spent. But yes, revenues are down because we're not taking in building permits and development charges and other things that maybe are accruing, but that revenue is not coming in. And of course, we have deferred some of the taxes and fees uh, for a period of time. But we're going to have to make a big accounting on all of that. And, you know, the logical place to look at are some of our big ticket spends, which have to do with capital projects, big, big works projects. And can we delay those a little bit to help pay for that? The plan isn't articulated, but rest assured, there's people working on it. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you're also floating ideas like uh, maybe municipal sales tax, uh, going back up the hill on road tolls, service fees. You know, I, I don't like those kinds of things because I'm a tax 
purist. That is, I like to have the taxes front and center. The bill is the bill. Charge people for it. Um, and, and I can't predict, uh, you know, today to say that we're going to be able to have a tax rate uh, tied to inflation. There might be a whole mix and variety of things to help pay for this emergency. And uh, that's potentially one of them. But we also have to be cognizant as government leaders that, you know, sometimes people's ability to pay are going to become diminished, right? There will be people out of work. Uh, the, the cost of things will be different in the future. And at the end of the day, people need to survive in this city. And we have to do our part as government to make sure that this is a livable city. Again, with Stephen Holliday, the deputy mayor, and uh, what COVID-19 hath wrought on the municipal level. So uh, can we anticipate again uh, service cuts, program spending cuts, that kind of thing? No, I, I won't predict on that, John. But what I would say is people are thinking about all sorts of things as to ways to pay for this. And, you know, I, I would say that everything is on the table and we will work our way through that. But it's still very early in the process. Um, you know, we, we do have cash in the coffers to pay for things right now. But as time goes on, and depending on how this virus um, unfolds, um, we will start to become to, you know, decision points. I just wonder, maybe some things, uh, certain sectors might be uploaded to the province. Does that make sense? Well, at the end of the day, there's one taxpayer, and uh, whether it's my municipal property tax or it's my income tax going for the province, um, government services are government services, and we're going to have to take a close look uh, on what it is that we're providing. And, you know, are they the necessities of life? Are they luxuries? And, uh, you know, if it is a luxury, what is the impact to taxpayers and their ability to afford life? And, uh, you know, that's always been my, my approach to these things. Uh, our services are expensive, and let's make sure that we're delivering what we need to do. And things that are uh, more uh, on the discretionary side, let's be really careful when it to do them. Let me ask you just quickly again, uh, a few fast ones, and we'll move out of here. But uh, a lot of people are already saying that maybe too many draconian uh, bylaws insofar as, uh, you know, social behavior in parks and things like that. Are the parks and playgrounds going to be opened anytime soon, to your knowledge? So no one's flagged that uh, coming open, but I, you know, I've had lots of conversations with people that are troubled by this. A great one are garden plots. Uh, a lot of gardeners out there that it's therapeutic, it's good to get out, and they're worried about planting season. But, you know, the chief medical officer of health makes the call based on science. And, and her advice and the advice from the province of Ontario is, is they can't open for safety reasons. So as long as that advice is there, uh, I intend to heed it. Those are the experts. Hey, speaking of safety reasons, uh, many in the TTC uh, yards, I guess, last night decided to stay away from work because they say they're not properly protected as frontline workers. How's the city address that? Yeah, I heard a little bit about that. I understand that the uh, the Ministry of Labor, this is through the reporting that I've seen, the Ministry of Labor um, uh, did get involved, and they've, they've begun to sort that out. Hey, look, being a TTC driver, and I ride the TTC and get to chatting with them, it's not an easy job. And I absolutely understand uh, the, the worries that they've got. But, again, you've got to go back to a process and some science and figure out where the risks are. And, and you know, the city is the employer uh, and, and the TTC is the employer. We'll, we'll get the proper equipment out there. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, people are, are, are worried about it. And I think the TTC are taking measures. I see they're putting new barriers in there and they've got procedures in place to try to minimize the risk to both the drivers and the passengers. Stephen, finally, today, I guess, is a day that landlords could possess assets for non-payment of the rent. Uh, have you heard anybody complaining that that's actually happened? 
No, not so far. We know that there are orders out there that uh, prohibit people from being evicted, but it doesn't mean that uh, landlords aren't worrying about um, their process and getting the forms out there. And uh, now that government uh, relief is beginning to flow, uh, hopefully people are finding themselves in better situations and that they've also had a chance to talk to their landlords, um, you know, about what their particular circumstances are. Um, But nonetheless, there are agencies and and support windows for people that are in trouble, and I hope they make themselves, um, um, they avail themselves of those services. Well, we hope we're out of this thing sooner rather than later. Oh, for sure. It to be a problem on so many fronts, but I appreciate you coming in and clarifying certain points dealing with the municipality. Always a pleasure. Stay healthy, as you know, and uh, we'll talk down the road. Stay safe, John. You got it. Stephen Holliday, Deputy Mayor and Councillor Ward 2, Etobicoke Center. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 